0: This is Unclaimed Bands, episode
1: 7. Hey music lovers, I'm Amanda Mayhem and welcome to another edition of Unclaimed Bands. Sean Gallagher and I are sitting here with Boss Hydro.
2: I'm Ed Morena from Boss Hydro. I sing, play guitar and uh, songwriter. I'm
3: Joe Morena, bass player.
1: Well welcome. Thanks for sitting down with us.
3: Thanks for having us. No
1: problem. Boss Hydro is a very interesting name. How did you come up with it?
3: It's funny, guys. Growing up in Northeast Philly, there was a mechanic called Boss Hydro. If we can mention uh, names, they're not around in business anymore. And uh, my parents recommended this mechanic, this mechanically used for years, to a friend of mine, and they were a, a transmission specialist. And my friend took his car there, and the guy wouldn't give his car back. Couldn't fix the car. Wouldn't give him his car back. And it's for years after that. They're like, "Oh, Joe knows this great mechanic, Boss Hydro," and everybody just goofed on me for for years to come after that. And when we needed a band name, it just... Some kind of funny, just to go with the joke and call the band Boss Hydro.
1: Nice. When did the band start?
3: Uh, probably like 10 years ago.
2: Uh, we took a little hiatus for a while and we sort of uh, came back in September of 2008. And We've been kind of going strong since.
0: So in that 10 years, how many times did you not give cars back to people? <laughs> <laughs> as often as we can.
1: Are you secretly mechanics?
2: <laughs> no. But uh, it's funny, a lot of people think uh, when they hear Boss Hydro, they automatically assume it's, uh, it's about weed. They think it's a weed name. Ah. Uh, in fact, we played with Smoker and the Rollers before, and it was Smoker and the Rollers, Beneath the Stone, and Boss Hydro. And somebody commented on MySpace and said, what is this, a 420 event? Because <laughs> Boss Hydro, Boss, and Hydro, meaning mm-hmm. hydroponic, so like good weed. So people, people always think that's what the name means, but it's actually not what it means.
3: It's not good weed, it's bad mechanic.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> maybe he was a bad mechanic because of good weed
2: Hey, maybe
3: good day. Hey,
1: That's good day. my theory I can't fault him for that then So when <laughs> you had a hiatus, what were you up to? Were you still playing I believe our parents
2: actually died Oh wow took, Yeah, like, uh, like Sorry to hear that Within a year of each other So it was just, you know I went sort a little bit of a depression over it And I just didn't feel like playing And kind of stopped writing for a while and And once I got out of it, we just, you know came back with a vengeance, really.
1: What was the first song you wrote out of that depression?
2: Probably, I'm Okay, but that's, that's, even though that's not what it's about, it's about something else, but that's probably the first song I wrote uh, coming out of it.
1: How many albums do you have out, currently?
2: With Boss Hydro? Yes. Um, just the one, uh, oh no, but actually we have, we have an older one, that we released uh, probably seven years ago, and then this new one that's getting ready to come out, so just two.
1: How has the writing changed from one album to the next?
2: Um, i mean it's it's stayed in the punk vein but it's i guess it 's gotten a little more mature where we, we don 't just do straight up punk anymore we, we we do punk but we sort of have other influence influences mixed in with it
1: What are those influences
2: just like um you know just some like kind of more adult contemporary kind of like we added a lot of acoustic in a little bit on some songs we just kind of ventured off a little more classic rocky, but we still have the punk tinge to it we stayed true to ourselves but just kind of
3: along the veins of like a Foo Fighters you know Elvis Costello kind of thrown in how to describe
0: it did you find that that uh, increased your fan base or uh, what did your fans that already knew you uh, think of it
2: oh we still have a lot of uh, like you know there's a lot of songs on the new CD that are very similar in in the style as some of the old stuff but then there's you know also a
3: few songs that are that are different Um, I think people like it. it it showed a little versatility on our part and some of the older songs Even kind of morphed Into the style Of the newer songs So everything Updated Really does gel It's still together. staying
2: true To the old mm-hmm. stuff It's just it Just kind of evolved it A little bit You know
1: Well you know I'm really sick Of just talking About your music Why don't we Let people experience it
2: Okay Sounds Here good Here is
1: Tearing Us Apart By Boss Hydro I don't
4: want to love you I'm too scared I might get hurt I don't want to leave you Every time I hit the ground, I get back. Up. Dream. It's like it's never what it seems. I self-destruct again. I feel some part is scary
1: You just heard Tearing Us Apart by Boss Hydro. Guys, where can we find
2: this? You can find it on MySpace at slash Boss Hydro Rocks. Uh, you can look us up on Facebook under Boss Hydro, Twitter, we're uh, even on Reverb Nation.
1: Awesome. Nice. What do you think of Reverb Nation? Actually? I like Reverb
2: Nation. I think Reverb Nation is um, sort of the musicians'. Uh, MySpace. I think it's going to evolve into that eventually, but I think it still has a long way to go. But I, I, I like where it's heading.
1: How long have you guys been on Reverb Nation, and how do you see that different than MySpace?
2: Um, we've been on Reverb Nation probably for about maybe two months now. I just I kind of found out about it through a friend of mine. My friend of mine's band, and um, uh, how do I see it differently than MySpace? I think. Um, it's, it's more geared toward music. People are only going on there to find out about bands, whereas MySpace, there's a myriad of reasons they're going on there. So
1: True. True, very true. Where are your favorite places to play live?
2: Um, I mean, We love playing in, in, in the city, you know, the whole underground scene down there. The Emrim's cool. Um, I like Dobbs. I played at the Troc before, that's an awesome venue. I like playing uh, Whiskey Tango's in the Northeast because it's just a giant place and uh, it's got a great sound system. I mean, you know, all the shows are are good for their own reasons. You know, each venue has its own little character to it, I guess, you know? I see like different things about different places.
0: With the uh, with the news that the Khyber bar is closing down and going to reopen as a restaurant. What do you guys think is the uh, the cause for the decline of so many places closing? I mean, you're out there, you're you're playing these venues. I mean, Philly's
2: never, you know, historically never really been um, a big Original scene the, the fan base in Philly the, the music lovers in Philly, you know tend to always go for the cover band It's just the way the Philly scene is Boston's like that, too, you know, but New York and LA are more geared toward original um, You know, I just think it's just a lack of participation on the, the people of Philly just not you know given original music a chance when you know the love of cover but Without original bands there would be, be no new cover songs for the cover bands to play, if you're looking at it that way, you know.
0: Mm-hmm. Do you do you find since uh, you feel that New York and L. A. are more receptive? Do you guys plan on on trying to play up in New York, get some gigs up there? Uh, yeah. I mean, we've done some sh-
2: not with Boss Hydra with another band other bands I've been in. I've done some shows in New York, but I like this. I like to, um, you know, stay in Philly and do our thing here. To be honest with you, just uh, cool. You know, love Philly. So,
1: what's your favorite song to play live?
2: God, gotcha. Joe.
3: Uh, we do a cover of uh, Eric Clapton's "Wonderful Tonight" that I really enjoy playing live. It's uh it's kind of a punked-up rock version. And it's nothing like the original, but it's always fun for me to play, and the crowd always seems to go over well with the crowd. And I have a good story. I remember going walking into a men's room after a show and walking. There's a guy in a urinal singing, singing away at and yeah, our version of "Wonderful Tonight." Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, it makes you feel pretty. Yeah. That he, that he enjoyed, you know, something that we kind of, we, we totally made it our own song. It's, mm-hmm. so. Yeah, where he
0: he just wasn't listening to another cover song. It kind of transformed yeah. itself. Yeah, so it's something that he uh, he really
3: really took to himself. Yeah, it put a smile on my face when I walked in. So. It's a good feeling. Mm-hmm.
1: I think that's important that you touch upon, you know, taking a song that's not yours and then making it yours and having people receive it. I see that a lot in other punk bands in Philly. How do you think original bands in Philly? can promote more of an original aspect when you have original bands doing amazing covers?
2: Well, what we started doing, we were never a cover band. We've always been an original band, always played in the underground scene. Um, but just you know, in the last year or so, I'd say, um, we started venturing into some of these cover clubs, trying to gain <clears throat> a different audience other than what we had, and playing covers but doing them our own way. So people recognize them, but they're like, they have to think for a minute, like, what song is this? Wait a minute, you know what I mean? And in the midst of that, we just keep sliding originals in,
4: mm-hmm.
2: intertwined with it. So it's it's still our own thing going on. I sing them differently than, you know, the original artists, and uh, you know that mixed. And then I'm also giving this other audience of cover lovers a chance to hear my originals, where they maybe wouldn't have come out to see me at an original club, but now they're they have no choice. I'm mean, I got you know I sort of have them captive and.
0: I would imagine, uh, also because you guys are doing them I in mean, your own flavor, that uh, it kind of runs seamless. Yeah, absolutely,
2: and we've been gaining some you know, fans because of it, so it's 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 worked out well. It's excellent. It's cover cool when lovers. you
3: get a bigger applause, too, for an original song, that they just think it's a song maybe they weren't familiar with, but they really just got into it, nah, so okay. you get like a bigger applause for an original than maybe you did for the cover before, it's, it's nice.
1: I like the term cover lovers. <laughs> I definitely think on the next Boss Hydro Flyer, You know, cover lovers, welcome. I can see it. You know, I just put that I've always raised... I love that term, cover (laughs) lovers. I've heard a lot of things. Every time we interview a band, that always comes up. If if you look on the website, look at a lot of past bands we interviewed, you know, Clash and Plaid, the Hands and Pete's, a lot of these punk bands do covers in their set, but you know, primarily original, all about the original music, and that always comes up. So, cover lovers, I like that. How do you think the current music scene and industry has changed over the past 10 years from when you started venturing out into it?
2: Um What do you think about that? I mean, I think it's, I think it's changed um I think there's there's a few more places now to, for original bands to play than there were back in the day. Cuz back in the day there was really only one or two places you could play cuz it was always more cover. But now I think some places are giving uh, originals a chance, even cover clubs are allowing originals to have like their original night. Just uh, so I think they're being more open minded to it. I think Philly's starting to come around a little yeah, bit. I think
3: radio stations you're doing like more promotions yeah. for like MMR, and, like all the stations that have like the local band CDs and things like that it seems to be getting more prominent than it used to be. Definitely.
1: What about changes with the media?
0: What do you mean by that? Like, uh, like uh, oh. 10 years ago, uh. Is when the first iPod came out and the digital revolution kind of really took off. Ah, YouTube, YouTube. You know, yeah, YouTube. YouTube. All just I mean, how do you think that affects local bands? Or I mean, do you see that as something that's positive? Or? I do. Yeah, I think it. I think it
2: helps local bands because uh, local bands can now put their stuff on iTunes, mixed in with signed bands and national bands, and uh, have an opportunity for you know people to hear them too. I'm sure the record companies aren't happy about it, but uh, it's the direction it's going. You know, it seems.
1: If you could open up for one band, who would it be and why?
3: God, Joe, that's a tough one. I mean, for me, Alive, I wait for, uh, Guns N' Roses to uh,
2: reunite and nah, there's to so many, many bands Guns I would Runs love to open for. I mean, God, I have so many different influences and heroes through my life. I mean, there's so many I would love to open for. But uh, the Foo
3: Fighters, I, I'd, I would say Goldfinger for me. I, I, I love Goldfinger. Not a popular band. I'm a big Counting Crows fan. Love the Counting Crows.
1: Those bands obviously set goals and they reach them. What are the goals for Boss Hydro?
2: Uh, I mean once we uh, get the CD done, we're really planning on promoting the hell out of it, and uh, you know, getting it on some uh, radio stations and uh, selling it at shows. And um, I hope, I hope it's going to take us to the next level, really. And if not, we we just enjoy doing it anyway. So you know, if if I knew that I would never get a record deal um, for the rest of my life, would I continue playing and and recording, yes, because I love it.
1: Speaking of recording, where do you guys usually record at?
2: Uh, we've done some recordings at Signal Sound Studios. And uh, just recently, the one we're doing right now, um, it's actually just being recorded on a computer um, of our drummers. Other band's bass player did it for us, and he's great. And it's, it sounded just as good as some of the stuff that we've done in big studios. So we're kind of amazed
0: by that. That this computer is actually the technology. Like, yeah, the computer. there's a
1: change in technology. Yeah. Yeah. awesome.
0: Yeah, Pro Tools coming. I mean. Can you guys talk a little about this uh, Eagles thing you have coming up?
2: Uh, I mean, our uh, the last big show we did was at Roosevelt's back in May, and um, this manager saw us and really liked tearing us apart, and just liked a lot of the other songs in the set, and uh, approached us about managing us and getting us some shows, and we we're a little leery at first, uh, but she's been delivering ever since and she actually hooked us up with the show and it's it's going to be a big door opener for us i think um going have, we're going to be playing in front of all the eagles all the redskins um all the coaches and team owners um some local celebrities are supposed to be there too like people from philly who are famous and um channel three six and ten are going to be there as well as uh, kendra wilkinson and her reality show so i think it's going to be some uh, a good a good thing for us definitely
0: can you guys talk about
2: the management company? Yeah, I mean it's a, it's a new management company. It's it's called Prom Cake, and um, basically she's a, we're her we're her first project, and um, she's an entrepreneur uh, woman who has several different businesses. She has a boutique that she owns. She's a fashion designer. Um, she has a lot of different businesses going on, and she loves rock and roll, and she feels fashion and rock and roll go hand in hand. Which is so originally when she saw us, she wanted to do us in a fashion show mm-hmm. that she was doing and have us, you know, play while these girls were coming down the runway. And then it turned into the Eagles' Wives fashion show. And then we auditioned for it for the Eagles and, and they loved us so much they, they wound up putting us on this gala now.
0: Wow, that's great. So That's great. Do you, do you want to give a shout out to her while you yeah. guys are on Yeah, it? her
2: name's Maria Sedambrini, uh, actually, and her uh, her company's called Prom Cake and she also owns a Hippie Chick, uh, Clothing boutique over in uh, Swedesboro, New Jersey. Did you
1: take vocal lessons, or did you no. just pop out the womb singing?
2: And... <laughs> no, I actually always just been really a guitar player uh, slash writer, so to speak. In all the bands I was in previously, I, I started singing. You know, I guess back in late '90s, and uh, just basically just started singing really because I was always a writer, and I would always write lyrics for other people's other singers that I was playing with. And then one day, in one of the bands I was in before Boss Hydro, uh, one of the guys was like, Why don't you just sing? You sound fine, you know? And uh, so I started singing, and been singing ever since.
1: And speaking of you two being brothers, there must be some good stories about growing up and playing music together. Did you, get in, did you both get into music at the same time?
2: Well, I'm a few years older than him, so I, I got into music first and kind of turned him on.
1: Tell us about your first jam session.
2: I I mean, I was always playing in bands when we were younger, and Joe's a couple of years younger than me, so uh, he was always noodled around on the guitar and, you know, kind of got into it for me being in a band, and uh, what I used to do when we were younger, um, I would teach him the rhythms to the songs so that I could kind of do overlays of leads over the top of the rhythms, and that's, you know, he got to play, and then one time I was, you know, looking for a member, and I just said, look, you know all the stuff, why don't you just do it, you know, and
0: Got you. So, like most brothers, you exploited your little brother for
3: you said, "Anker, <laughs> uh-huh. I'll take him long." Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, <laughs> family <laughs> works cheap. <laughs> exactly.
1: How do you think you've progressed as a musician?
3: Well, I started out playing guitar. Now that I switched to bass when I joined the band, I've come a long way just from, especially even from like learning some of the cover songs and learning other people's styles. Because when I first picked up the bass, I kind of almost played it just how I would a guitar, but just more note based as opposed to chords. But uh, I. I more of the understanding now with the rhythm section playing with the drummer and the importance of the bass and the backbone and I think I've just developed into more of a bass player than just playing guitar nice. that's pretty was, yeah, he's definitely I come cool a from long it way he's, he's, nice. it really gave me a love for the bass where before it was just I did it because they were better guitar players than I was and oh. so I was forced <laughs> to play the bass nice. but I, it's grown into it, like a love for playing the bass and really appreciating its role in the band
1: awesome well let's hear another track from Boss Hydro this song is called Why Does It Hurt
4: its surface on your mind In all the feelings you subside Well, are you agonizing? Does it ever leave your thoughts
1: just heard Why Does It Hurt by Boss Hydro. Can you tell me a little bit about
4: it?
2: Uh, Yeah, it's actually about a friend of mine that was um, going through a bad time just mentally uh, and it was based on a bad childhood experience that he had had. Uh, I don't don't really want to get too specific on who it's about because it's very personal, but uh, that's really what it's about though.
1: Well, thanks for sharing some personal stories throughout this interview.
2: Oh, No problem. It was good. great uh, doing the Definitely
3: interview. Definitely, you, you guys are and awesome.
1: What personal advice would you give aspiring musicians?
3: Give it your all when you're young, too. It's, it's a little harder the older that you get. So it's really give it that 100% and try. Yeah, you know, when, when, I think when you're young, when you have the opportunity to do it, you really, really got to Yeah. Give you, it your shot. So, you don't always wish what could have been. Maybe if, if I tried harder, who knows what could have happened. What if? That really just, you know, if, you, if it's something you're really interested in, something that you're passionate about. Give it your all, and it's the time to do it. And dreams really can come true.
1: (laughs) It's Amanda Mayhem and Sean Gallagher of Unclaimed Bands, and as always, with passion, signing out with Boss Hydro.
0: The statements, views, and opinions expressed in this podcast are solely those of the individuals and in no way reflect the views of Unclaimed Bands, its parent company, or subsidiaries.